So what's happening with the Adai Mara situation? And UCLA basketball may just very well get their first commit from the class of 2024. All that and more on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On UCLA podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, diehard UCLA fan, broadcaster, everything in between. Thanks for tuning in and making this your first listen each and every day. It's free where we get your podcast, and it's available on YouTube. So like, comment, and subscribe. Leave your thoughts, your love, your hate, everything in between. Just try and keep it a little bit nice, all right? It's all good. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So as I teased in the open, we've all been wondering, I've even seen some of you in the comments go after uh, the idea and the question that's somewhat looming around UCLA's recruiting for this upcoming season, the class of 23. The Bruins have a couple of spots left to fill. Seemingly one of these spots is filled if Adai Mara can come through and fill the one of the open vacant spots, scholarship spots for Mick Cronin's crew. I was diving in looking at the Bruin report online the other day and caught on to what they're saying, which is kind of what I'm thinking. Adai Mara isn't really shifting between a college. I know there's different schools that wanted him, but it's almost as if you could use the word, this is what the Bro Report said, a quote-unquote verbal commitment has been made, if you will. Nothing official that's posted anywhere. But what's important is he is intending, all intents and purposes, right? He is wanting to come to UCLA, play in Westwood, and be a Bruin, and be Mick Cronin's first seven-foot prospect coming to UCLA since he's been the coach of the Bruins. We'll give you more on Mick Cronin's history with seven-footers in a moment. For the Bruins, though, this would be a huge get. We've already discussed this ad nauseum over and over again. 7-3 Spaniard, who is trying to get in before a summer session, and then the Bruins will go on that European trip back to Spain, right, and get a couple of games in with all their new international recruits and piecing together what does this roster look like for the 23-24 season. Now, how will that all play out? The biggest thing is Zaragoza, the team he currently plays for. He's got this contract, and what you see different teams or different players do internationally is they go play for their international clubs or teams, and then they get bound under contract. So there's two things that Mara is trying to do. One, most importantly, which will be the, the biggest test, is trying to get released from this contract. He said he wanted to leave. This was the last official news, other than Bro Report talking about it, since May. Coming out, there's an article saying he wanted to leave. The trouble, though, will be the team is trying to fight him. At most, at worst, they can go all the way and make it into a, a full-on lawsuit that he's breaching contract, from what I've read and seen. It seems like Mara has a case Forum, and it's just Zaragoza is seemingly a little bitter that he's leaving. This is a prospect that might be amongst the top of NBA 2024 draft boards, 
for this guy who can hit the deep, who can hit the deep three, extremely good passing the ball from different levels of the court, from the corner, from the th- free throw line. If you want to do a little high low action out of the post and from the perimeter, and he can easily be a big time rim protector for the Bruins. In addition to a sh- an easy lay it up, dunk it up type of guy, lob it up to him. And you've got two big post players with Bona and Mara, if Mara can confi- officially do it. Again, the Bruins have UCLA overall as an institution has a, a rigorous process to get international students and especially athletes in to pass ways to get into the, the, the school overall. But for Mara, it's it seemingly, it's not said and done. And it seems like for Mara, who would be a defensive five, a big shot blocker, play the stretch four, moving Bona to the five, as the Bruins would switch things around offense, defense there, using the more physical Adembona to pound his way in and let Mara stretch out to the three-point line once in a blue moon. It's a guy who he wants to come to UCLA. It's just this contract contract dispute that might take deeper into the month of July for it to actually happen. There's no official news. I'm reading this, giving all the credit to Bro Report, which they've discussed about this. But it, it, it July, it might be a little bit of time before we get some official news, whether it's in the next week, heading into the 4th of July week, whether it's the week after, whether it's July 1st or something in between, it might take a little bit deeper into the summer. Heck, we just officially started summer not too long ago, right? On June 21st. So the most important thing is him getting released from that contract. Once he does that, then the Bruins can have some fun with some new pieces, new tools, and still have that extra roster spot to fill in addition to securing Mara's placement on the team. Overall, the Bruins haven't had a single seven-footer since Moses Brown from the 18-19 team, currently in the NBA, didn't get drafted, but left after that was one of the top nine, top ten recruits in the ratings era for college basketball the Bruins have ever gotten, a five-star commit. Remember Moses Brown, about 7-1 product in the Steve Alford era before he was unfortunately canned. Mick Cronin's played with more undersized products but since his Cincinnati days, Mick Cronin has not coached a seven-footer since David Narasuk. I might be butchering that name. He's from South Sudan in the 2013-2014 season. So almost 10 years have gone by, nearly 10 seasons, nine years, nine seasons, have gone by since Mick Cronin has coached a team where I went on Cincinnati's roster and went back year by year where someone listed as seven foot on their roster. So I'm going by that. If you're going to go and nitpicky and someone says on their Wikipedia page or on their dating profile that they're seven foot, I might have to fight you for that. But on their official roster, he has not coached someone since Narsuk from South Sudan, an NAIA transfer who played two years. He was a 7-1 guy, didn't really make too much impact in terms of starts, two starts over 55, 53 games, averaging about a couple points per game. So it was a little bit different to, to this new day and age, right? Day and age, where you have a Victor Wimbayama, you've got the, the Jokic who just won the championship, championship, Giannis Antetokounmpo, all these guys and big men who have not have either been named or maybe forgot to mention, not to slight them or anything, but this new day and age, what Cronin coached nearly 10 years ago who was the tallest player in Cincinnati history at the time, and I think still might be in their program's history, but at the time was the tallest basketball player in Cincinnati history, to then come in, starting with that undersized big man with a Cody Riley, building it into a big-time product and prospect and a dem bone of the Pac-12 freshman of the year, and then you could pair him potentially with 
Another Pac-12 freshman of the year candidate, if Mara is able to come, who could be a defensive rim protector, again, same words, and then he can score from a jump shot, score down low, still needs to show he can move up, up and down the floor from his limited tape that I've been trying to watch as much as I can. But we might have to wait a little bit before he's officially announced as a Bruin. He wants to go to UCLA. We've talked about that. But in terms of official news, as of the recording of this podcast, there is none. It's just a, a long, winding process. And if any of you guys listening, watching, whether it's work, whether it's working with governments, whether it's working with all sorts of paperwork and disputes, we all know that takes a long time. And right now he's trying to not only leave his team, he's trying to go from Spain to UCLA as an international student athlete, which is already paperwork on top of paperwork, which they're trying to work on top of getting another player on the roster that can contribute to UCLA's 23-24 team. Speaking of 2024, though, UCLA may have their first commit coming up after the weekend from that Section 7 tournament. We're going to talk about that and more after I tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. Because if you haven't joined in on the fun at FanDuel, baseball's in full swing. They're getting to the the midseason break. The All-Star break's coming up rather quickly. You want to go to FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're a new customer, go to the link if you're watching or if you're listening. FanDuel.com slash locked on. You'll get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. And you don't want to miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet if you join FanDuel today by using that code. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Just remember, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And a official partner with us here at Locked On. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Cruising on into segment two of the Locked On UCLA podcast, it's Zach here with you guys once again. We talked about what may be filling up the roster spots this season. UCLA still in a weird type of transition, right? They saw a lot of players move on to the NBA. They, they bid farewell to five players who either got drafted, signed an undrafted free agent contract, or a summer league deal, as Tiger Campbell did just a few days ago. And then you're trying to usher in a new era for Mick Cronin, this second stanza of his tenure at UCLA, which we all hope ends in a national championship. He's completely flipped the recruiting in terms of looking after international guys, maybe shying away from the idea that the top five-star guys who may be less humble, more tough, less tough than international recruits, that's a debate you could have for another day. And yet here the Bruins are looking to fill roster spots for this year, looking to get their first commitment for 24, and then spread some seeds of, all right, hey, we want to see if we can get this guy in 2025, which Mick Cronin, who is he watching? I mentioned in the most recent Locked On UCL episode that Koa Pete stood out day one of the Section 7 tournament, and Mick Cronin was front and center, making sure he had his eyes looking on one of the top two prospects as a power forward in the class of 25, during that humongous high school basketball tournament that's going on in Glendale, Arizona, where the Arizona Cardinals play. Who could actually be a product? Well, another Bro Report interview and seeing videos of Eric Freeney, who is a Corona Centennial product, another Inland Empire guy. Remember Jalen Clark and a couple of other UCLA guys have come from the Inland Empire from Centennial. He is a 6'3 shooting guard, class of 24, three-star product, depending on which site and composite rankings you want to use. 
just had his two-day official visit, either a day or a half or whatever, making his second official visit for him personally. And UCLA might be closing in on securing him. When he was interviewed, the guy who was a two official visits has about three or four or five-plus offers, top 10, top 11 product in the state of California, would be the first commit UCLA gets for their class of 24 if they are able to secure him. He talked about he wouldn't go into too much detail to give away what he was leaning towards. He kept saying, yeah, I like both staffs who came to recruit me between Rod Palmer and UNLV staff. So he didn't want to lean one way. He did have a wry smile during this interview at the Section 7 tournament I was watching. But most importantly for him, he says his decision is coming soon, maybe as soon as Monday when this podcast is going to drop, or a Tuesday, Wednesday, at the end of June, UCLA could have maybe some good news where you get Mara, you get a Freeney, and then you start sprinkling seeds of getting guys and recruits from 25. And despite all the talk of international, 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 it might be just a, a humble kid from SoCal that Mick Cronin goes after. What Freeney said in his little mini interview was that he's not trying to go after the NIL money. He's not trying to go after the glitz and the glamour and focus NBA first. He wants to win a championship, which if you pick out some certain words there and you look at what Mick Cronin is wanting to recruit, then those things might mesh. He didn't say he's leading UCLA. He hasn't said anything official. He could even really stir things up and officially commit to UNLV, who was the other team and other program he officially visited officially visited earlier but the Bruins who offered Franey back in late April earlier this year just got his official visit you would just think the timing works out really well for him to say "Ooh, Westwood looks nice if Mick Cronin's serious about this we would love to have you here in Westwood and while there's still a lot of roster turnover for this year there could still be a lot going into next year depending on who leaves who stays between the Andrews and the McClendons, and if there's the portal, and if Stefanovic is having a good year, Bona probably to the draft. If Mara comes, he could go to the NBA draft. All different things. Freeney could be that first solidifying moment for 24-25 if he's that UCLA commit. While Centennial is usually a pretty good program, the Bruins just getting Devin Williams from the class of 23 coming in. And as you could probably see on Twitter, a lot of UCLA basketball tweets coming out. Hey, look who's coming to campus. Lazar Stefanovic, Mac Williams, all these guys slowly closing in to getting on campus. Well, maybe Freeney might join a, a former high school teammate in coming to UCLA where there's that connection, the Compton Magic connection. All the stars are aligning, if you will. It's just a matter of him verbally committing and sticking to that commitment if he wants to come become a UCLA Bruin, which would be interesting considering Mick Cronin's going after the portal, international recruits, and it would just be someone in his somewhat own backyard if you stretch it out to the Inland Empire from Westwood, that a three-star guy, maybe a humble guy, not the biggest name across the country or internationally, and Franny could be the first of many, or he could uh, really shock us and go to UNLV and the Bruins would probably be wondering, hmm, who will that first commit be? It might be Franny. Keep tabs on his decision, which is coming up pretty soon. In the meantime, we're going to cruise on to segment three of Locked On UCLA. Speaking of UCLA football now and commitment and recruiting, everything in between, the Bruins recently got a commitment from Rob Booker the third, the second, excuse me, Rob Booker the second, and who was 
their first commitment of the class of 24. Speaking of next year recruits, you've got Christian Dunbar Hopkins, who is a four-star product safety. Some composite rankings list him as a three-star between either Dunbar Hopkins and Booker. Those two are either the second and third best recruits for UCLA's upcoming class in 24. And I kind of want to touch base on Dunbar Hopkins. I saw a report that he remains, the, the Tustin, California kid, committed, solidly committed to UCLA. Last year, we saw Roger Robinson, the second top-rated running back, one of the top-rated running backs, officially decommit and go to the two-time defending national champions, Georgia Bulldogs, right in the middle of the 2022 season. Although UCLA flipped everybody on their head, and stunned everyone when they got Dante Moore to commit to UCLA. So while it's important to make sure your first commitment, which means he has to wait the longest from committing to actually signing stays at UCLA, going to Westwood and playing in the Rose Bowl, it's nice to see that a report comes out here in late June of 23 that Dunbar Hawkins heading into a last high school season keeps his eyes focused on UCLA. The secondary, which will be a key in 2023, will be an important piece building and moving forward as Danton Lynn begins to build his own defense and the UCLA defense for years to come as they transition from Pac-12 to Big Ten. Now, if you look at Rob Booker, I know I talked about him before, but I want to use, I want to pull up what he said as to why he wanted to come to UCLA, right? 6'6", 215-pound prospect, basketball in his uh, background too. Who knows if Mick Cronin says, hey, I want him to come play both sports Probably unlikely, highly unlikely that happens, despite the joke there. But Rob Booker, again, 27 catches, 360 yards, six touchdowns, and a first-team All-State selection from the state of Wisconsin, a top-30 tight end in the 2024 class, and is officially UCLA's eighth commitment in 2024. One of the biggest things he said was everything felt right. Too good of a decision to pass up under this incredible staff and program it's a lifetime decision, fours up, were his commitment words. After decommitting from Wisconsin, we've talked about this before, decommitting from Wisconsin, a quote-unquote athletic matchup issue will slot in at a perfect time when UCLA is transitioning out a couple of tight ends and could be that tight end of the future, pairing with Dante Moore's maybe his second and third seasons as the Bruins will be certainly under the thick of things, in the thick of things, in the Big Ten season. So Booker says it felt right decommitting from Wisconsin after several months of commitment there, which makes you wonder about a Dunbar Hawkins or other players or other recruits committing so early. But after uh, an official visit, an offer, the Bruins say, yeah, we're, we're taking this big time recruit. The first from the Midwest in this recruiting cycle of 24 as UCLA says, all right, we're going to make sure we grab these guys and start recruiting in Big Ten country. Other than that, that's all we're going to do for Locked On UCLA. Stay tuned in upcoming UCLA episodes, Locked On UCLA episodes as an everyday listener because if Eric Freeney makes his decision, we'll analyze either yay or nay, what went right, what went wrong. If Mara's situation develops a little further over the coming weeks, we'll make sure to update you there. And then, hey, you know, football's coming around the corner. We're going to get to fall camp sooner rather than later, and we'll always have good, entertaining content as much as we can do here for Locked On UCLA. I'm Zach Anderson. Yox, I'm saying get your hands up, Bruins fans. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. 
UCLA fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked on UCLA. Zach Edison-Yoxheimer signing off. Go Bruins.